Hello. 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 Welcome. Creature on fire. I've recorded so many of these and I don't give anything to them. But and I haven't I haven't done one since Santa Cruz. But I'm in the car on the way to Eugene. I feel like I never used to like 
them for listening to them because it just felt like information to distract my brain from like what's true and real. And then I, more and more people put out podcasts where frequency matters so much more than content. I think that's what I want to create. I want it to just be podcasts of presence. And I don't want it to have to be chronological either. I'm in Oregon right now, and I'm rereading one of my most impactful books I've ever read, The Chronology of Water, by Lydia Yutovich. And I first read it in 2018. And when I read it, my one of my best friends at the time recommended it to me. And we were just so ecstatic about it. We made plans to like go to Oregon, where Lydia Yutovich teaches like creative writing workshops. It's called corporeal writing, which is like like theme of my life, corporeal writing. But we never made it to Oregon. Um, but now I'm here, and for, I, after two years, I was like called to reread the book. And one of my favorite lines in the book, I can't say it word for word because I'm driving. And it's like somewhere in the back of my car, fallen off the shelf, like in other books. But it's something about how life isn't linear, like you think it is, like positive fact you don't really have meaning. There's no chronology, just like fragments and dreams and writing and water have that in common. I think it's how it's called the chronology of water. So my journey hasn't been linear. And that's another thing, is like beside my expectations, I sort of envisioned myself going in a straight line up the coast along Highway 101. <laughs> Did not happen. <laughs> I got to the coast, went up, and then I uh, went down, and then I went inland, and then I went back to places. Like I zoomed and zoomed around. My neurosis projected itself onto the landscape. My neurosis mapped out my path. I wish I could say, like, purely my intuition and my relationship with source mapped out my path. And there were times when that happened. And there were, like, small miracles. I don't know why I'm talking in the past. I'm still on my journey. But sometimes it was a mixture of God and neurosis. <laughs> Because I have a lot of that, and I think that's part of my, like, coding and why I'm meant to be speaking on healing and traveling and all of these things. Like, I was born into this world with a combination of, like, unusually high frequencies for, for humanity at this stage and its evolution. So very high frequencies, very, like, strong source frequencies. This infancy. And I carry some of the most painful and distorted frequencies ever. And a lot of them are locked up in my body, thank God, and they're, they're slowly being dissolved by 
by the love frequencies. Um, but as they come up, I get to play them out. <laughs> and that's the glory of this path. I play out my neuroses as I traverse this land. I watch them transmute or loop a bit or create scenarios, erase scenarios. I have a good ability to see how things manifest in my life as a result of my frequency, whether that's the frequency of pure source connection or the frequency of a wound or an erosion that wants to be corrected. That's literally what life is here. Every fucking situation is a projection of our internal world. Every unwanted situation was called for by, by our being. I think that's something like when I fall into victim consciousness, I forget that. But I truly do believe that every situation that I experience that is unpleasant to me and hurts me, I brought in because there's something in myself that was hurt and wanted to resolve itself. And because it wasn't resolving itself internally, it enacted it in the external. I also noticed that when things heal, it creates beauty and possibility in the internal. Like I literally see the, the direct, like physical impact of my healed part on my life. I see people come in who are just angels, and all they are is representations of the parts of me that have come back to source. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a beautiful jungle we live in, even when it's hell. So I want to talk about that. Because I think just that perspective is inherently healing. Things can't heal when you're in victim consciousness. They just lose. And sometimes it's okay to be in big, I mean, it's always okay to be in big consciousness. Because um, sometimes you just need to be there and you stop being there. Victim consciousness is a frequency in and of itself. And you can't really push yourself out of a frequency. You just trust that your body, which is a beautiful self-healing organism, will resolve it eventually. We don't need to do as much to heal as we think. But when we do need to do things, we really need to do them fully with our bodies. And that's the choice point, always. That's the moment of courage. When you're called to embody a new frequency, and everything you need is scared to. But you're being called to because you're ready. And you can put it off. 
I remember I could see, it was like, I could see all the little functions of the body playing out, and it was kind of cartoonish. <laughs> it was cool, and I don't see it like that as much anymore. I think it's just, like, I think things are communicated psychically through the medium that comes easiest to the receiver. And I've noticed that with animal communicators, they receive messages from the animals in English. And it's like animals don't speak English. But that doesn't mean the psychic, the phony, it means the psychic receives in English. It's like all psychic communication involves a speaker and a receiver, like a telephone. So the animal speaks in whatever the animal speaks in. And then it gets translated into the receiving language of the psychic. And that's true of all beings. That's why I can communicate with my friends clairvoyantly and it can be received clairaudiently or clairsentiently based on their capacity to receive. Pretty cool. Wow, this part of Eugene is dry. Or not Eugene, yeah, this part of Oregon is dry right now. California. I just came from like such a green, all pine trees and like, but within 20 minutes of Eugene, it's like, it really looks like California out here. I'm excited to go north, I think. <laughs> I saw a van that looked really amazing and I'm like really tempted to trade her button, even though she's like a fucking goddess, like, so good, no mechanical issues. I've like backed her into so many things and she still drives like a champ. I sound like a man, like sexually attracted to like cars. But no, Bert and I, we have like this on it. She's like my office. She looks like a whale. That's what I always said. I got her on me. And when I got her, a rainbow. There was a rainbow in the color of the rain, like a giant rainbow. Like, it was a double rainbow. And I've always felt ambivalent about Bertha, because she didn't fit what I wanted from my rig. I wanted like a big, cute camper van. But I needed a car when I got out of school. Um, so I kind of just snatched Bertha up from the dealer, and um, I I was like being myself, Gemini stellium, very incisive, very neurotic, um, almost traded her in within like the first couple weeks, I was like, I don't know if this is the right car for me, I don't know if she drives well, everyone was like, Ava, she's like perfect. But it's never, she's never felt like my quote-unquote highest in my life. But I would say she's like a really beautiful, reliable person. Car. And I'm grateful for her. But she's a little small. And I really want a band that feels more like a home inside. Because I think it would give me more of a sense Bigger bands like run on 
like their gas mileage is worse, so that's a concern. Like the first is amazing compared to van. I don't have to spend that much on gas compared to other other van lifers. But yeah, birth is a queen in a lot of ways, and I'm pretty ungrateful. <laughs> She's like the giving tree, and I'm like that naughty little boy who just takes all her shit and wants more. But yeah, I guess since this is, this is an introduction, I'll like talk a bit about myself. Kind of exhausts me, so maybe I won't. But what I'll say is I'm I'm nomadic right now. I travel with my two house plants. I actually have a third one that I literally don't pay attention to, and it's somehow thriving. My friend just like gave me this succulent that didn't have a pot. It was just like. <laughs> like a loose succulent and I, I got a little pot for it at, at a flea market and uh, doing well but I literally forget it exists. <laughs> I think it's fine with that. It's just chilling and purifying the air. But my two house plants are the loves of my life, especially my girl. Um, I got her at Rick's Garden in Colorado Springs, November 2019. I saw her on the shelf and I fell in love. I don't even know, but she's my soul. We have many past life connections. She loves me unconditionally and vice versa. When I tap into my heart, when I'm with her, it's like exclusive. Like I feel her love for me and it's like green, like a green aura. I've never been loved like so pure by any the way I loved by my plan. When I meet people on the road, they're like, yeah, it's really important for humans to have something to take care of and live for. And it's so true, even for those of us who are learning that we need to be taken care of, like letting go of being overgivers, I think having a team to just love on Simply and unconditionally, and all that, I think that's it's amazing. And people treat my plants like my pets. <laughs> they like, because I bring them everywhere so they don't get lost in the car. Like, I just carry them around, put them at restaurants. People like come up to them and like pet them and like, ask me like how old, <laughs> how old they are. And, like, Oh, what kind of plant is that? Oh, I never heard of a colancho, like blah blah blah. <laughs> it's cute. It's like a, a funny point of conversation. It makes me stand out even more than I already do. Like this like tall girl with house plants and a green minivan with curtains in it and a full bookshelf that's visible to everyone. I stand out which is something that I have a mixed relationship with. But anyway, um, I've been traveling since May 1st. I took another little trip in April, like testing my wings a bit. And then I just sped past, left a really shitty house situation and just like drove. I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to see the Pacific Northwest. So, it's been like a dream. It's also been 
was like, um, every time I look at you, your face looks different. He's like, yeah, I'm like all mutable. Also, speak for yourself, you're a Sagittarius son. It's like, the same thing is true of you. But yeah, the way I speak changes, my tone changes. There is no consistency in anything that I do from my perspective. Maybe from other people's perspective, there's consistency. But from my perspective, it's just like putting on different hats and voices based on how I feel. I don't do it consciously. It's just like where I am in the moment, rapidly mutating all the time. So get ready for that. Eight minutes for you, Jean. I need food. All I ate today was this giant strawberry ice cream. I'm lactose intolerant, but my body hasn't been getting enough food because I, well, for a lot of reasons, but I lost my... I left my camp stove at a park, and now I have no stove. I met a lot of strangers who gave me food, but now I'm like, I guess I have to keep just figuring it out. I think I'm going to buy dinner tonight, take a break from, like, following my freaking intuition to get it. Wait, where am I? Where am I going? Ah! I think I just took a wrong turn. Oh, fuck. I just took a wrong turn. This is cute, though. I cannot drive. <laughs> oh my god, where? This is this is so weird. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what? Mill Street? A butterfly. Oh, I'm a really bad driver, I think. Maybe I'm not, but I, as I said that, I took an illegal left turn. Um, don't report me. Oh. I should get off and focus, because now, now it's game time. But thank you for listening. If you did, uh, my Instagram is at Cosmos Insights. Okay, we're back at the traffic circle. We're gonna do it right this time. Oh, I think I did it. I did it. Okay. Okay, fine. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I need to get off and put food in my body and whatever. Right, pizza. Oh, very. Okay, I'm getting off and eating. <laughs> Goodbye. I love you. Most love to you. <laughs>